welcome to Pass the Salt, officially on the iTunes services, episode 16. We did not record uh, last week. If you're following us uh, diligently, it's because uh, my co-host here, who will introduce himself in a moment, John, was uh, ill. But disparaged. Disparaged. Um, he wasn't able to access his mental and physical faculties to uh, not at all do things. But it, anyway... Um, my name is Max Cambria. You can find me at Max underscore Cambria on most social media. And uh, this is a Community Fries podcast, Past the Salt, which can be found on most podcast streaming services. With me, as always, recently anyway, is uh, my co-host, John. Take it away. What's up, everybody? Hope everybody's having a good week. Hope everybody's feeling in good health because, shit, I was not last week, let me tell you. Coming out of both ends constantly. I mean, I, I mean, 30 minutes or so. I live with you. I heard it a lot. Oh, everybody heard it. There's, it there's a lot of people that live in this house. Every single person heard what was going it's on. Like John's bowels were doing a concert up there. Oh, yeah. From like 4 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Tuesday. No, Monday. No, Tuesday. <laughs> the days just blurred for yeah, John. Tuesday. I was just catatonic every half hour to an hour. I haven't hit the bathroom hard hard you know what i'm saying it was hitting me harder than i was hitting it realistically but uh jesus in buffalo we've rounded the corner on winter and so illness hopefully has been is gonna start declining we won't get you know sick i think mine was very symbolic of the seasonal change being like over seasonal change like i ended the winter with my uke (laughs) and now you're like i have been reborn like a beautiful butterfly and i'm ready to spring into warm weather season this gorgeous weather um it's not even that great it's like gray but it's just warmer <laughs> yeah um, which is as good as we can hope for in the city yeah and this especially in the city of buffalo i'm not complaining i'm not at all 50 degrees in buffalo is like 70 degrees in other cities people are outside in shorts and mowing their lawns and doing other suburbanite things um but a lot uh not a lot it's just different things i'd say have happened in the past couple weeks um the main one that i want to get out of the way the one that i'm most excited for is the trailer for the up-and-coming Todd Phillips-directed Joker movie came out this past week. And Joaquin it has Phoenix. generated, yes, a lot of hype, a lot of different theories. There's always that person that posts, like a BuzzFeed person, is like, is the new Joker going to be or stand up to Heath Ledger's Joker? But uh, that it's is, a shame. It's a shame that they have to do that. Um, but that aside, I'm but they're excited. Gonna. Oh, absolutely. Dude, I... I genuinely think it might ruin the movie for a lot of people. I'm just uh, ignoring most of that, like Heath Ledger comparison stuff. Um, I refuse to watch or listen to any reviews before or after I, I watch the movie. Oh, I, absolutely! I can only have my opinion and the opinion of people I know in person, or else because everything else will be so skewed because of Heath Ledger. Oh, absolutely! I think generally for superhero movies, especially, you should. I tend to try to stay away from critic reviews, um, just because, like, first of all, critics haven't received superhero movies great in general. They make a ton of money because people like them, not critics. Um, but uh, I'm excited for this one. He actually had the idea for this years ago, not Joker specifically, but he had told his agent or publicist or somebody, "Why don't they just take one of these characters?" And instead of doing a huge budget film with effects, they do a lower budget film and do a character study. And they set up a meeting, but uh, he he backed out and was just like, whatever. But now he um, 
they, you know, he got this role. And I think it's actually going to be cool. And there's a lot of things in the trailer that are telling of the thing, the things that DC are setting up. For instance, um, a kid is shown in the, in the trailer and it's no surprise that that's Bruce Wayne. Now, how can Bruce Wayne be nine and the Joker be 35, 40, whatever they're having him as in the movie? That makes sense. When Bruce Wayne it becomes Batman when he's late 20s or whatever, that would make the new Joker in his 60s or his 50s. Oh, yeah, that's a little so too old. I think that they're going to have it like he's going to influence the next Joker or like somehow. Or they just won't continue the story. Right. It's just going to be just its a own one, story. one shot. Um, but the way he's doing the Joker where it's kind of like it's kind of like Taxi Driver and they're comparing it to Taxi Driver where like it's just this guy and his situation led him to do bad things. Um, so I'm they're, they're going to make him look like a like a you're going to almost root for him for sure. You know I think I mean? at points you're going to want to root for him. That is, you want his life to be good, but at the end of the day, obviously they show him in the makeup, he's going to become the Joker. And you're going to see him just get embarrassed into becoming a psychopath, basically. From what from what I saw in the trailer, there was like it looks bullying. like there are scenes of him going on stage as a stand-up comic and bombing, and then there's scenes of kids like beating his ass and taking his shit right. when he's like trying to be a, a sign like, trying to twirler. Yeah, as like a dressed up as a clown. So super demeaning job to begin with. Gets his ass beat and left in, the, in a I think puddle that, on the ground. Uh, and it's interesting that this DC is doing this thing where they attach a pretty like good actor to these movies. They did it with Aquaman. Willem Dafoe was in it. I don't know why. I really don't. Never a bad call. Robert De Niro's in the new Joker movie. As what? As a late night TV show host. The one... Um, and it's funny because in a movie that De Niro did, um, I forgot, I forget what it's called. He was a comedian trying to make it and he kidnaps a late night show host. Um, oh, I've heard of that movie. Right. What's the name of that? I'm trying to think. I just, I just had it. I just lost it. Um, but, uh, so like, I don't know if that's an ode to it or, but whatever De Niro's on it. And so is Zazie Beats and she's very up and coming, um, for sure. She's in Atlanta. And so is the other dude from Atlanta. Paperboy. What's his real name? <laughs> Paperboy, yeah. that's why I have no idea what his real name is. Yeah, me neither. I just. But Joaquin Phoenix has made either either an incredible CGI feat or an incredible transformation for this role. Oh no, it's transformation. He, looks, he lost weight. It's very uh, Christian Bale and the Machinist type transformation. That's the movie I'm thinking of, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's very like gaunt, like to the point where it's changed the way he stands. I mean, I'm sure that's also him, like getting a character but it's very it's a lot he looks sick he doesn't look well like i'm sure when he was walking around in that kind of shape for filming people that didn't know that he was filming that character oh. were, were probably asking him are you okay like he yeah there's two things that come into play here first of all going back it was actually just called the comedian i'm pretty sure because that's what i looked up mm, didn't yeah. you know, so that makes sense but uh, uh he um what he did, whatever movie he did. Oh, he did a movie where he's Jesus and he did like the whole beard and like he goes all in on his characters. Um, Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah. It's uh, it's not Jesus Christ Superstar, no, it's is it? It's called Mary Magdalene. Passion of the Christ? No? No, it's called Mary Magdalene. Oh, never saw it. Yeah, it's, it's relatively recent. But he also did this movie called You Were Never Really Here last year, which I haven't seen yet, but he portrays someone who has experienced a lot of trauma and they never outright say 
this is the trauma that he experienced and show it. They kind of show very bits and pieces, but the way he acted apparently was it was so true to the um to the the people going through that and to prepare. He listened to like the soundtrack of fireworks nonstop for like days. Just to prepare for like people who are always in a constant state of like I went through some stuff. Like anxiety. Right. Like they're constantly so like, oh he, shit. Right. So he's all in on his characters. Um, and another thing is because he lost so much weight, they couldn't do any reshoots at all. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, because you can't get back in that kind of terrible shape. Right. So that's, On purpose twice in like a year. Right. Um, that'd be terrible for you. Oh, it'd be Doing good. it the, as, the amount of times he's done it already is probably going to have lifelong effects. On him and other actors too, like Especially how Johnny Depp's like done that. Forty-five. Really, can't, you can't be shedding that kind of Dude, weight. Dude, he could tell me he's so many different ages, and I'd believe you. He might be all the ages combined. Mm-hmm. Dude, he's a, a fucking amazing actor that I feel like is not known in our Underrated. generation. Why hasn't he gotten an Oscar? Nominated. He's up there with a ton of other actors that I can name that are all getting ridiculous levels of awards and money for their roles. And I he's know, like, and he's just there. I think like, he's a little more picky with what roles he takes. I feel like he's not in a ton of. Like low budget shit. I think that uh I don't what do you what do you want? I don't know, forty minutes doesn't matter. Okay, can you wait forty minutes? Um Yeah, I think he's uh I think he's underrated i don't know why he is i don't know if hollywood has an issue with him or what but uh hey i think he's a good actor and so as long as people are recognizing him at this level i guess it doesn't matter great transformations in general from him for um movies like her oh yeah her that's in my top five i don't care what anybody says but that's top five all-time movie for me he was uh he was real good in that um and i feel like directors when they like are reading a script his name would jump out in their mind like, oh, perfect for the role. I don't think there's any debate sometimes with – I think he's known like uh, for going all in on his characters. And I think that like there's you a You write wide... roles for him. Right. Because you know he's just going to dedicate 20 out of 24 hours a day to becoming to, that yeah, guy. To that guy. Um, another interesting thing about the movie is that uh, Todd Phillips, who is a comedy director, is doing the movie, which is a drama. Which is kind of interesting because Joker, comedy, you know, he laughs at things, but they're dramatic. It's going to be very dark. Oh, yeah, for sure. Even I like, like the grit. I need some grit in mm-hmm. the movies. Lately. That's when they switched. When when Heath Ledger, not to bring that comparison, but like that he took it from just an evil, maniacal, laughing psychopath to somebody with like really like fucked up history. And like right, a, someone right, right, with right, a, right. You know, who didn't care about just like his own goals you know what i mean the whole like watching the world burn that uh portrayal would not have occurred that's a post 9-11 joker that's what Heath Ledger is he's mm. a terrorist he's a post 9-11 yeah, joker yeah, he's I like not, that think jack nicholson which was my favorite i mean i think he was the only really contender for joker before heath ledger um he was very comic book very much comic book joker super nothing no kind of backstory when it came to no, he had, his he, his he, character like he, he was, oh yeah. Like he fell in the acid, fell in and there the was acid. like they gave him that backstory, but right. he wasn't. They didn't give him some kind of childhood trauma or like no. Any, or any the kind only of, thing you knew about him besides falling in the acid, he was just this gangster. Was that he was the one that killed Bruce Wayne's father? 
and they did that at like towards the end of the movie like he says some line that bruce is like oh that's the same thing he the dude said before he killed my dad so it must be him what is the technical storyline in the comics for who killed his parents was it a random uh, street robber like how it is in the uh modern adaptations or is it where the it's a young joker it's I think it differs. Honestly, there's so many different Batman things out there now. I think it yeah, differs. Yeah, there is no canon, is there? I think that uh, there was an arc where he killed, or J- Joker killed uh, his parents. I think that a lot of them are just a random dude. The thing about the Batman movie, though, is uh, that makes it interesting is the fact that the Joker killed Batman's parents and created the Batman, and that Batman accidentally couldn't hold on to Jack Nicholson as he was dangling. And fell into the acid. The Batman inadvertently created the Joker. In that adaptation. In that adaptation. That was mm-hmm. smart. That's smart writing. And um, realistically, even in other adaptations, it's he sustains the Joker. The Joker would not have continued without the Batman. Correct. In, in adaptations where he didn't necessarily drop him in a vat of acid. Just, just where right. the Joker's whole existence and motivation comes through fucking with bats with bats you know what I'm right saying? uh in other adaptations they play with the idea a little bit like in flashpoint the bruce dies and his parents both live thomas wayne flashpoint paradox is crazy right thomas wayne becomes batman doesn't kills people doesn't care and Hell, dude, he's got mad pistols he's an alcoholic <laughs> he's got a grizzled beard well I, yeah. that's a way cooler version of batman i don't give a shit bro that's and way they cooler. should make a live action movie is there is there um what's his name Butler is a oh my god I can't think of his name Alfred yeah is there an Alfred in that adaptation? I don't know actually that's a great question. I didn't see one yo I would assume so because I hope so and then the wife Martha becomes the Joker yeah that's a little I don't know about that as far as like the best version of my head in Batman like I don't know if the wife I think the wife dying as well I think it's a cool concept I think that would make sense I think it's a cool concept also there's a version where Alfred reveals he's been the Joker the whole time. This is not a mainstream, like, part of any main comic Dude, he kind of looks like he... He says that uh, he was that Bruce was so unhinged from his parents that he needed to give him a purpose. So he was like, Holy oh, so shit. I became the Joker and gave him a purpose every night. That's an amazing storyline. I don't know. I've never read that. I don't know how it plays out like, I like that. in the in the comic, but um, that's super interesting as well. So they do a lot with the Joker. The Joker's such a dynamic character. The comic book... Uh, Alfred is younger than the Dark Knight Alfred and considerably more athletic. And so is, And yeah. his face looks like the Joker's pointed, like, Slender. northern European yeah. face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it makes sense that he would be... And he's, he was and he's trained, a butler to He's serve. trained in, um, whatchamacallit, by MI5. Yes. Right? Yeah, and they're making a show about him called Pennywise. Because his last name is Pennywise, Alfred Pennywise. They're gonna uh, wait. They're making a show so about Gotham, Alfred. Yeah, so Gotham, a spinoff of it, I'm pretty sure, is gonna become Pennywise. Um, I don't know if this has been completely confirmed, but uh, where there it's just like his backstory. That's pretty dope. I watched that. Yeah, that's, that's a lot cool. of crazy combat stuff, and then something, it, that, yeah, something it, that inevitably. That was not the how you pronounce inevitably. Something that inevitably makes him into this very humble, subservient right. type person um yeah interesting he's definitely like out of all butlers famous butlers right he's probably the most famous him and then the dude from fresh prince who i can't even remember his name um yeah i don't know um any other really big he has a culture he has kind of a similar voice 
But we just assume that all butlers are British. Right, for some reason. Butlers, au pairs. I know somebody that went over to the UK, like dropped out of college and just decided to go au pair. Really? Yeah, I don't know her well. I never hear about that anymore. I don't know her well. I met her like three or four times, and then I was like, well, whatever happened to blah, blah, blah. And someone was like, oh, yo, she just bounced and went to well, what <laughs> overseas to go What do you, what do, you do with your life after a few years of au pairing or whatever? How I, do you advance? I would say it's kind of like taking a gap year. Like it's yeah. something that you do to go experience another culture kind of. And like make money? And while also making money yeah. and having a spot to live and having extreme security and while also being able to go do whatever you want for like a certain amount of hours If a day. they're wealthy, they're providing a lot for you, which is You nice. probably end up with some pretty dope connections. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Oh, for if sure. If you can afford an au pair in the UK, you being friends with that family, you being tight huge. with them is going to benefit you in life. Huge. That's huge. You know what I mean? Um, and those give you a Bentley when you bounce. You know what I'm saying? Like just... Oh, by the way, tosses you the keys to the old one. <laughs> Ca- casual flip of it's the Bentley like, keys. It's like, oh, by the way, here's uh, here's my Bentley. Try to get it back home, but uh, whatever. But whatever. <laughs> like, no big deal. Like You can pay for that shipping, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, then there's the ABC family where, like, Au Pair became a movie. But that was, that was weird. Speaking of uh, movies with a lot of heart, ABC family, another DC thing, Shazam. Didn't see it. But it's been, for some reason, getting pretty good reviews, pretty good, uh, made some pretty good money, too. Really? Did not, ex- I mean, I expected decent money because the parents are going to be down to bring their kids because the actor, whose name I cannot remember, uh, is from right. all the movies that they've watched. Not all, but a lot of the movies that they watch, like, they know him already. He's funny. Yeah. So, like, ah, shit, should be decent. And then the kids obviously see a huge superhero transformation from a young kid. They're like, oh, shit. That's like better than Spider Man, you know what I mean? It is weird though. When it comes to young kids a kid becoming a superhero, a word and then instantly be- becoming an adult. Bang! Lightning bolt. How do you not aren't aware? Not an adult, strong enough to beat a Kryptonian's ass, like yeah, like very much a god. And uh, I don't know. I, I know he I has the powers the of a wizard, right? Yeah, like technically something, some shit like that. When I uh, saw the trailer, I wasn't impressed. I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Dude, there is some serious controversy over his muscles being real or fake. Oh, they're fake. Well, he did hit the gym and get in better he shape. Get in better for shape for sure. For sure. But the the padding on that <laughs> it looks too like it is, wow. It is so fake. His head is not the right size for it. Like they went, they made, they gave him the rock's body. But his head is still like a, they a cut, dorky to white dude. To make him look comic-y. Like in the comics, he has that head and his body's massive. Like there's different drawings where but he's But what if there's a crossover where he's standing next to Henry Cavill playing Superman? Henry Cavill's done playing Superman, so maybe they'll just get a bunch of slender oh, guys now. Oh my god. He was such a good Superman. Or what a, Dude, The Rock is Black Adam in the next movie. There's going to be a crossover. He's going to have to stand next to The Rock. Yo, I, I want to see The Rock <laughs> whoop his ass a little bit. <laughs> and I think that the... Rock is doing like a the rock, solo. Movie. The Rock looks exactly like how the Black Adam should look. Yeah, like it's that is that is a good and it's a solo movie, pick. of course. The Rock, but uh, I don't know. Uh, it it received well. Maybe the DC's on the up. If they can keep the momentum through October and the Joker does well, which I imagine it will, then boom. I think it'll do well. It'll probably do well. Plus, plus actually, is Watchmen's DC right? It's not their own thing, is it? They're DC. Yeah. They're coming out with an HBO series on Watchmen, which is probably going to be cool. Like hour-long like episode hour long type episodes. thing? Yo. That's going to be That dope. could be dope. unreal. Yeah. That could be potentially, potentially crazy. 
I'm excited for that. I don't have HBO, but I have to get it. What's the account. dude with the face that's changing? Rorschach. Yeah. Rorschach. He's that guy's a badass. Yeah, takes justice um, into his own goddamn hands. And the very much the la- the Watchmen film that came out was very much split. Like you either liked it or you didn't. I dug it. I dug it as well. Um, others actually looking things, back, some so of the much. some of the graphics are kind of terrible, but I guess it makes sense. But yeah, I mean, he did like an interesting take on it i guess like an interesting way of like doing those graphics that really weren't seen a lot but if that uh, is dc they really like kind of ripped off their own characters like batman kind of like is that on purpose is there some kind of the writers that i think they're owned by dc but the writers of watchmen are their own guys Um, and they got bought at some point but the person who's not ripped off is that blue dude who is dr manhattan i've never he's one of a kind character who else is like him I agree. Um, but he's like I mean, old Thanos, I guess, yeah, kind of has some yeah, similar. Yeah, they're OP, though. Yeah. Dr. Manhattan can just mm-hmm. be like, I'm going to kill you now. And then he just points and he's dead. Like, and you just disintegrate. He's super OP. Yeah. yeah. So. I like look, looking into those YouTube videos where it goes like, most OP characters in <laughs> Marvel Cinematic Universe, most like you know, right. DC, all that. Like, right. It's some pretty crazy... Because that you think like, oh, what the fuck's gonna beat that? And then they have another version of a god that can right. beat his ass. Right. Like you know right, what I mean? Right, like there's right, right. like Worldbreaker Hulk is a version of Hulk that became so angry that one step uh, to take off the island of Manhattan or Long Island or something. I'm trying to think. I think if he took off, if he took one more step, it would have taken off like part of the East Coast. Like it was two steps. <laughs> Had that level of power. How do they even make an entertaining comic with that? Well, he only became that angry for X amount of time. Hulk is an interesting character. And that at that time, he had Bruce Banner's mind. Oh, really? Because it was part of the storyline where he goes... Uh, you know the Ragnarok storyline right, where he's right. a... In the planet or whatever? He's a fighter. Yeah. Because he was ejected off the earth because the other Avengers thought he might be too dangerous, blah, blah, blah. Him and the Hulk have like a convo where they... Inside up, the they brain. go, listen, bro, if we're going to get out of this, you're on a planet full of warriors that actually could kick your ass to some degree. You got to let me take the reins mentally, but I need the Hulk body, obviously. Mm. So they they agree to that, Bruce Banner and the Hulk. And when he ends up coming back to Earth, his, after he ends up getting married, having a kid, they both die, comes back to Earth. Other people die that he's tight with. His whole world is destroyed, and then it turns out that somebody he trusted was the reason, and like snaps, and all of a sudden becomes break world breaker Hulk. Um, do you think that because there's been like speculation about how, why Hulk didn't make an appearance in Infinity War? Do you think that they're gonna make like a scene where Hulk and Banner are conversing in the in Endgame, which is set to release this month? I think that could be a funny little um. Like before the fighting starts, if you just like cut to not like an actual visual scene, like just where it's like the Hulk and Banner like looking at each other, like in a mirror, or something. yeah, yeah, and they're and he's just going, bro, we really got our ass whooped, <laughs> like <laughs> we really, we really got fucking smacked. He's like, like Thanos smacked us around, he rinsed us, he r- <laughs> straight rinsed the Hulk. And then he's like, yeah, I don't want to go back there, bro. And you're like, all right, so we're not fighting in this movie? All right, we're not fighting in this movie. <laughs> I would love just an agreement. Like, it's too much of a joke now that Hulk got his ass beat. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he was so OP against, like, Loki and 
the other threats in previous movies, and now he was such a little bitch compared to Thanos. It's good. They gotta talk about it. They gotta mention they have it. To, they're they're gonna have to like resolve that at some point. I think they're gonna do it early to get it out of the way of the movie because obviously he's gonna yeah. be a major character. It'll be a funny line because they love adding comedy into these movies. The Marvel and it's ones. gotten better. Yeah, it's always been decent. Like Iron Man's always had some funny lines. Yeah, yeah, but it's definitely Iron Man started better. it all. Um, and do you think uh, you think we'll see either or both? Deadpool and Wolverine in this or neither or one or the other. I think mm. we'll see one of them. I think we'll see Deadpool if anything. Yeah, I would for sure say Deadpool over Wolverine he's as far been, as yeah, likelihood of showing up because Deadpool loves cameos in general, you know. And he can break the fourth wall and just be like if you expected a cameo, here I am, like or maybe like in uh in one random important scene, you see him like running away, right? For like one second, and that's it. Like it's just something funny, and then like they're all there to fight Thanos, and Thanos is like snaps and has like a, a weapon, and he's like, "All right, never mind, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna bounce." Because yeah, that would be because what if Thanos just decided to take away his healing ability? He has the power to. Question: How the fuck are they gonna kill Thanos without taking? the gauntlet off right so so the gauntlet's got to come off the hole we're missing this is why i i i need to see captain marvel which hopefully i'm doing tonight she in the trailer they just released today the 18 second clip of the movie not trailer just clip they're in the room and they're talking about and she's the one that brings up we have to go take the fight to thanos get the gauntlet and reverse this that's 18 seconds they released today. It's like ba- probably the beginning of it. So she's trying to lead this charge. And so if she's confident that she can do that, she must have. They must have made her pretty powerful in the in her movie. That she's like, yeah, let's just go and take it. <laughs> let's and, go whoop that dude's ass, yo. Like let's just go let's and get do real it cocky and let's just put it on and snap. And I'm like, what? And then Thor was like, I like this one. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thor's like, shit. <laughs> I'm like, she's well, with it. I'm like, they must have made her. She's that confident, and they must have made her pretty powerful. And then they also, in this clip, addressed the where has she been question mark. And uh, someone asked that. I think it was uh, War Machine, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle plays that, right? No. Who plays him? Yeah. Who, not the dude who flies. Falcon. War Machine, which is the... Yeah. yeah. Tony Stark's friend. Yeah, yeah, Don that's, Cheadle. yeah, I mean, it was Don Cheadle. I don't know if it still is. I think it still is. And he goes, well, where have you been? And she goes, there's a lot of planets out there, and not all of them have Avengers like Earth does. So that's where I was. I'm mm. like, hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So she's seasoned. She's a vet. She's been around. And she's confident. She's, been she's confident enough to take on purple purple guy up there. So I don't know. I'm gonna have to purple watch. skin goatee. When I see Captain Marvel and I see like if she like does some Super Saiyan moment where she's just like, This is my, you know, whatever. Full power. Full power. Bang. <laughs> you know what's fucked? What if her full power was just her submitting a uh, Me Too complaint? and just thanos's whole career people canceled cancel culture killed him we canceled he disintegrates like as if as if he snapped and then all of a sudden the end credit scene is just him and kevin spacey and like the same apologizing (laughs) they're doing they're just taking (laughs) different turns like like, trying to apologize and then like laughing or some shit we just canceled thanos and he couldn't handle it Dude, the Ke- what Kevin Spacey released on YouTube with the um where he's cutting where he's, the turkey, dude. That's oh, so scary. It's weird, <laughs> that's dude. terrifying. Probably, I love it though. I love he's it. Weird, yo. He's weird now. I think him instead of being like, oh fuck, my career's over. 
I'm so sorry I did these heinous things. Instead of that, he's becoming like a lunatic. I think that's way funnier. He was a lunatic from the outset. He, When he admitted to doing it, he's like, oh, I did this? Yeah, but it's okay because I'm bi. And everybody was like, just because you're bi doesn't make it okay to- <laughs> You can't grab 14-year-old boys, dude. Yeah. How old is he? The kid? The actor I, kid? I don't know. At the time, I don't know, 14, 16, definitely a minor. If not, you know, but it-, it that just shows Hollywood's obviously messed up, and it's it's it's. I don't know boring. where he was at. It they sucks. said it happened at a party. Why the fuck was a kid that age at the party to begin with? Yeah, there's a lot of questions around it, but it doesn't matter. I guess there's enough there where everybody canceled him as well. Um, the thing that sucks about Kevin Spacey is he's a good actor. Amazing. Uh, let's let's correct that. Fucking amazing actor. And it sucks that he got canceled. Um, obviously, I'm but he not, deserves it. Yeah, he deserves it. I'm not defending him, but one of my favorite movies, at least it was, um, was American Beauty, and he was in that, and it won the Oscar that year. I think in '99, where the guy he's basically going through a midlife crisis, and um, think I watched it before the uh, controversy and everything. But then when it happened, I was like, man, that sucks. Um, it sucks that uh, that he's a bad person in that regard. I think a lot of times, absurd amounts of talent are very directly related to absurd levels of abnormality in the brain. Like in, so? in other like ways. Behaviors? Like if they're that good, then maybe they have some behaviors that are like whatever. Yeah. Or like that's a genetic view of it. One that's instead of nature, more so of a nurture point of view. Somebody who is extremely talented, it may be because they suffered something so terrible when they were younger wow. that now they have this drive and this obsession to be great in certain things because of their past. If they don't deal with, um, I mean, I, I'm studying social sciences. If you don't deal with trauma, it's going to be difficult in life. It's going to come back to, to haunt you. Kevin Spacey's father was a bad dude. Extremely. And his brother has come out and- No excuses. No, not but, at all. But, but extremely terrible childhood. And apparently- Kevin got the worst of the like the beatings right. and the and, uh, and the molestations, right? He was getting molested too when he was younger. I, I believe so. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, Kevin, um, he just went down a bad path and did some bad things himself, and whatever he's uh, he paid the price, and we canceled him. Um, I would say that's a good use of cancel culture um, for sure. It's a shame it couldn't have waited a couple more months so that we could at least find out how the show ends. <laughs> Oh, you know? um, House <laughs> now, now House of Cards is just fucking done. Well, he like, got cut out of that one movie entirely, too, because it was in the middle of production. Didn't the whole movie get canceled? No, nah, they still released it. <laughs> what, what movie was it? Uh, All the Money in the World with Mark Wahlberg, and uh, who did they replace it with? I don't know. They replaced him with somebody, an older guy. Um, I never heard of it. Yeah, because it got canceled. They, I'm Actually, I'm almost positive it went like a straight to demand, on demand, or straight to uh, DVD release. You always know that's that's fucked when you see the Blu-ray out, like when it like <laughs> yeah, like, when it hits theaters or whatever. It's like, like isn't that movie in theaters? Yeah, we could buy it for two ninety nine right now. <laughs> <laughs> or you go see it in person once for eight dollars. Yeah, you're like, well, why did this make it to DVD? You pop it in, and you're like, yep, <laughs> that's why. There's a a Jennifer Lopez movie with uh, Leah Remini that went right to DVD. And I saw like one person like promoting it and had like a very small amount of likes. And I clicked on like the the tag to the movie, like the 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 profile made for the movie. And the movie itself only had like a couple hundred followers. <laughs> like the actual Twitter profile made for it was dead. And I was like, how the fuck do you have Jennifer Lopez and Leah Remini 
and you're going to have 10,000 um, people see this movie at most. Because the pro- they didn't have the money for promotion. But uh, it's also backed, but it's also probably a terrible movie. Oh, probably. Like I know there's somebody at BuzzFeed whose sole job is to make lists of straight to DVD movies that are worth watching. That's the name of the article. Ten straight to DVD movies that oh, yeah. are actually worth that's watching. A rec- that's a recurring and every two weeks article. All of them are bad movies, and I bet his defense is like this one's not as bad. Yep. <laughs> like, so I don't know. Movie industry is weird though too, with like funding and like what gets released and what gets to get a theatrical release. Your movie has to be huge. Yeah, it's got to be probably like top twenty of the year. Even if you're in top, Sundance, top thirty of the year. Yeah, if you're in Sundance, your movie's pretty big. If you're in theaters, oh, yeah. I mean, if you're in select theaters, one thing. If you're in like a nationwide, even select theaters is hard to get. Big. Yeah, so like, pfft. you know, and some of the stuff in select theaters is just dog shit. So. Yeah, whenever like, you ever gone to the, see a movie, and it's not at a major theater, like, it's at one that has like four to six options instead of like ten. Like the Dipson, which is in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, and where we are in New York, I think it's in one more state. I'm not sure. You walk around and you're like, oh, major movie, major movie, major movie. Never heard of that in my life. <laughs> Never even. You're like, graced. what the fuck is that? And it's like, oh, it's a biopic of this romanian artist from the 1700s what the fuck are you talking about yeah. like, why, like why? there was once a uh, movie the the um that was released in the dips and we have and it was um called tickled and it was a documentary about people who make videos of like tickling each other and apparently it like goes down some dark path and sounds I'm, like it and i'm like yeah this is the exact type of movie i would expect to like see at these these theaters is this exact thing some random hyper specific topic based movie <laughs> hyper specific documentary that just is strange um but yeah other than that yeah, uh, i got a question for you max okay i got an answer i feel like you have a pretty good record of buying sensational, sensational. deal sensational deals when it pertains to used cars. Absolutely. I feel like you I'm, got you've had some gems. Used cars and apartments, I'm a hound. I will research the crap out All of it. Alright, well we're like one for one on apartments, I guess. It's not I'm that impressive. About, this was a good deal. All right, and we're one the for next one. one was we a don't good know. Deal. We don't know yet. We don't I know negotiated yet. We haven't for moved lower there yet. rent. Wait, we got three hundred because I said I'm not we're not moving out of Headley and, and, unless you match or lower the rent. And they lowered it. What was it over there? Three fifty or something? It was definitely not three. Which is what we're getting. It was probably like three fifteen. It's pr- no, it was probably three twenty five, probably. Whatever. So, I want to know what is your process, and I think this is going to be useful for a lot of people our age with only like a couple grand to spend on a car. Because I personally am looking to go buy a new car soon, and I think the new car market is an absolute scam. It and is. I think even I would say even owning a car or. Like making payments on a car it is. Is, is, a scam, have, is a scam as well. I have thoughts on this. So like a week ago, I was about to go try to get this Audi. And I'm still kind of thinking about You're it. still thinking about it. Because I can afford the payments, yeah. Sure. But I'm stuck with, I'll, I'll, fuck it, I'll give the numbers. A 600 something dollar payment for three years mm-hmm. for a car that's transportation. Like it's, it's, it's a years. nice car, but it's nothing like mind blowing. Let me ask you a question. Three years from now. Are you gonna be wanting to drive that car still? Maybe not. Three years with one that car one, is that's like an one. Three years is a. It's a commitment. That might even be above average. It's a commitment for sure. And you have to deal exactly. with every problem that comes up. And I'm finicky, and I hate having payments on things. Like I have payments on 
rent and utilities. And that's only because you have to. Right. I'm trying to think. Uh, my scissors. I have payments on my scissors because and, the uh, guy came in and wanted like 1300 cash or these payments. And I was like, I need scissors today. Fuck it. I'll just do the payments. And then all the other payments in your life are you chose them. Netflix, uh, Spotify. Um, so you're okay with those. But Those uh, are just things you can't buy outright. Right. You know what I mean? The only thing I could have bought outright would be the scissors. And I hate that I even have a payment on that, even though it's not big or anything. It's like a hundred something a month for like eight or nine months. Like who gives a shit? But right. it's it's the fact that you don't really own what you own and somebody can come take it away from you if you fuck up. Debt, I don't like that. I don't like that. Debt is the driving force of our current economy. They need people in debt and we need to be in debt for it to work. Now, this isn't a political podcast. I'm not going to go into economy. Let's focus on cars here. Here's my thing when I'm ever telling when one of my friends is like, "Oh, I'm thinking about buying a car. Oh, I'm thinking about doing this." Here's my thoughts. What's your what's your process? Here's my process. Cargurus.com. I've, I've looked into a lot of different um cuz there's a lot of great th- tools on online for running like life prediction models. Mm-hmm. Basically, for I have a scenario on cars and anything. I have a scenario. I did this thing when I was thinking about med school. I have here's the scenario. Let me plug in a bunch of things and see how the numbers stack up over time. So basically, and I also actually uh, went to a corny high school presentation. This guy, this alumni came in, just wanted to talk about credit and used cars. That's it to to kind of give the students like an adulting type thing. It was a forty minute lecture, and uh, he had a lot of good things to say. I thought um, when you're buying a car. I am. I currently. Let's just use my pizzeria numbers because I don't work there anymore. When I worked at the pizzeria, that no longer exists. That no longer exists. Twelve thousand a year was the most I made. That is. Po- <laughs> that's poverty. That is. The poverty line is what like twenty. The poverty line is twelve seven. Oh really? I thought it was like twenty five or something. It might be twenty. Uh, it might be twenty thousand seven hundred. Either way. Maybe if you have kids, I don't know. That probably changes. Either way, I was getting boarding, all my bills, food provided for. I lived at home. Now, when I moved here. So everything was for pleasure and savings. Every dollar you made was for pleasure and savings. I bought my first car off the pizzeria, but that's because I saved. Like, I didn't need to buy anything. Now, I moved out. I was still working at the pizzeria. I picked up a delivery shift because I needed the extra cash, basically. Now to supplement to supplement three hundred something rent a month. To, I'm paying this payment every utilities month. Utilities and I had a decent amount of savings. Um, now, when I searched for the, my first car, since I was still living at home, but Roxanne, I, but I Roxanne, the 1998 Toyota Camry, dark blue. <laughs> if if anybody ever heard was wondering what's a good deal on a used a 1998 Toyota Camry, you cannot go wrong on. It. It's if it's such, missing the engine, it might run. still run. It might yeah. still. Run. It's, Do yourself uh, a favor. Yeah. Buy the car. If it's missing the engine, it, it definitely would still <laughs> run. I bought it um, from this, and it, and buying a used car from an individual is is hard because a they're way sketch, harder. B they're gonna tell you something to make the sale. But your potential for a crazy deal is higher. I got that at a good price. I got it for about um, I think I paid like eleven or twelve hundred for it, which and is nothing. My budget was twenty five for a running car. So after I got it. I put a muffler on it because it needed one, and I put brakes on it, and I was still under budget. And um, I was able to buy certain things to like clean it or whatever, whatever. Um, I bought it from this guy who was a and little. That thing weird. ran for how many years? How many miles? Um, well, I the only reason I got rid of it was because I crashed it. Because um, you're a bad driver. 
I crashed it because I unfortunately wasn't paying attention at the moment. Because <laughs> um, you're but, a bad driver. Uh, but whatever. What were you saying? But uh, either way. This How many years? But you in, had it for like three years, I right? I got it when I was a um, jun- uh, junior to senior in high school. So junior summer. Yeah. And so I had it for about three, three. Yeah, yeah. three years. And I was delivering in it. So, so you were putting on legit miles. I was putting on some legitimate miles. and At, at uh, least 12,000 a year, probably. Um, I... I I also, it was such an easy car to, something's, something small's broken, YouTube, fix it. Like, I, I knew how videos. to fix a lot of the things in that car. Obviously, not any major engine work, not any, I couldn't do my own brakes because I couldn't get my car off the ground. Like, I didn't have, like, a jack or, you know, something to lift or it lift. off. But uh, all the repairs were cheap because all the parts were very easy to come by. Either junkyard or the, the auto places, if you have a good, trustworthy mechanic, was just like, yeah, these parts come, you know, dime a dozen. So now I'm not saying everybody should go out there and buy uh, an old car. When you're buying a car, first of all, if I'm only making 12 grand a year and I'm moved out, and let's be honest, even if I have roommates, the bills, the bills, not the bills like utilities, but like for groceries, for food, is never ever going to be split evenly three ways, ever. No matter how (laughs) you want to do it, someone's either buying more and someone and other two or three roommates, whatever you got, are eating more than their share. It's never going to equate. Either buy your own shit separate or just be cool with it not being even. It's never going to be even. So you have to – I factored that in. Now, why would I have – even if I wasn't living um, outside of my parents' house, let's say I was still living at home, why in, in on this earth would I want to pay 400 to $500 a month, which is what they charge males under the age of 26 who have very little driving experience – uh, a month to, to buy a car in six years, six, let's talk about that. That's the average payoff for people my age who are going to pay off a used car. That's absurd. Wait, six years people take to pay off a used car? It's four to six years is the average around here at least. Um, Jesus. And you're paying this, this, I know kids who, who have, who are just living this check to check life, even though they're at home because of their car payments and i'm like dude a because they have nothing else to spend their money on so like fuck it let's use all of it on a car every month or you can buy a car once for one payment and pay insurance every month which is 100 150 170 it depends um if you're on your parents plan it's lower uh and have money to save and do something with that money and stimulate your local economy or you can just pay off this car and i've tried to and my friends and all my friends parents who have a major role in their buying their first car, say the same thing. Well, if you get it from so-and-so, this accredited thing, you know it's going to be like in good shape. Sure. But if you take the time one hour out of your day once to just sit and watch a couple videos on YouTube or read a couple articles on what to look for when you're buying a car. Or you just bring a friend who is who is seasoned right. in that area. Bring just, a mechanic that pay him, but give him 80 bucks. Right. Have well, a mechanic and just along. buy, just, just realize that the used car market, if you're at this position in life where you're in college and you're not making a ton of money yet and you know, you, whatever, used car market is good. Even when you're above that position, like you, I consider you have your job already. You, you're making decent money. Um, you can, the used car market's still good. You don't need to be buying a new car and, and adding a monthly payment. 
that is unnecessary, to be honest. Yes, it's a flex. Yes, it's cultural. Yes, whatever. But if you're 20 years old, I mean... Yeah, the reality all comes down to I'm a 20-year-old with a brand new business and with under a year of operation, planning on opening up with my own storefront at some point in the next five years, we'll say. Right. Like, why the hell would I be not even giving myself even giving myself the chance to save a lot of money for that you know what i mean i mean in a lot of times you can find good deals like the car that i bought after Roxanne. another great deal great deal it was uh it's a uh, 05 or 04 um nissan maxima nissan's good the body was pretty good a little rust sure. miles um less than 100,000 like it was, like, not, it was nice. like i think i got how it how many were on Roxanne when you got rid of Roxanne? close to 2 Hundred thousand mm, pushing it. My 04 Toyota Rav Four, when I got rid of it, had one hundred sixty-seven thousand, and I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, I think that if you're looking for a car, like mileage is a huge thing for a lot of people, but uh, like just it's not as big of a deal as you may think. If, if other you, aspects of the car are if, in good shape, if previous owners took care of it and you take care of it, then it doesn't matter. I was looking at F one fifties today. Like 2013s with 120,000 miles on them, trying to weigh if 120,000 is too much. Yeah. And I'm texting my buddies who are more into cars than me. I'm texting my one mechanic friend. Mechanic friend's like, should be fine. Like, as long as like it's checked out and right. has an inspection and everything, like 120,000 on an F-150 that's that new shouldn't be a problem. And my other buddy's like, bro, it's way too many miles. Are you kidding me? Like, anything six figures and up is. Way too miles, many miles is like, huge for a lot of people for whatever reason and uh, I, yeah if you're buying a ferrari right now at the end of the day again college kids our age are not taking a lot of road trips i know it looks like we are i know that a lot of people your friends and the 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 females that go to schools and you only know them from high school are looking like they're somewhere every weekend yeah great on average you're not taking eight to nine hour road trips every day in your car or every weekend even so if you buy something with 100,000 miles on it, you can get five years out of that car. More than that, maybe. You should aim to get as many years as you can out of your car. Unless you're on the mindset of, hey, flip cars quick to where I never have to spend money on cars. Right. That's cool. Like I've, I've seen whole YouTube channels devoted to flipping. Here are the cars that you can own for 12 months and sell for the exact same, if not a profit. And I think that's beautiful. I think people should put their effort into doing shit like, like that. It's like flipping homes. I, I don't think anybody between the ages of, of, let's say, 17, when you definitely have a license, anybody from 17 to 26, which is when insurance goes down for males, um, and a lot of other people too, should be working two jobs to afford a car payment. That is ridiculous to me. That is Maybe just ridiculous. Maybe a mortgage? Sure. Yeah. That's sure. your equity going up. You know what I mean? Like sure. That's something legitimate. That's an investment. A Cars car- depreciate. It's ridiculous. It's, you should not it's a be scam. struggling and it's just a scam. and and not having a social life or not uh, not. And I hope this doesn't offend offend anybody who is doing this. If any, well, to each your fuck own. It, it should but offend you if you if you've chosen that dumb of a lifestyle to work you know? just for that. And I get it. Your car's reliable. You've had no problems. And some of my friends probably view me as the guy whose car's always in in the shop. And it's not. Maybe a couple I was times. Gonna say, a year. I feel like I've only seen your car not here for service. Between both cars that you've had since I've been living with you for the last two, three years, I think you've been in, what, three times? Yeah, but that's because I chose well, and I keep my car well run. My my father's philosophy was always your car runs on, like, let's say, $80 worth of fluids. As long as those fluids are maintained, you're going to prevent a lot of issues. And when I brought Roxanne, that 
Camry into Valvoline to get my oil changed, um, usually the guys would compliment me. They'd be like, you know, I know your car doesn't look great on the outside, but you keep it pretty well on the inside. You got all these fluids are the right colors. They, they're like, we're trying to scam. You know, they're not trying to scam people, but they, no, always, they are. No, they, they are. bring the clipboard over. They're like, this is what it should look like. They couldn't do that for me because I knew I filled my fluids. I made sure my, you know, it's easy to fill your own brake fluid. It's easy to do your own coolant and uh, not to flush it, but to, to fill it definitely. Um, and they were like, yeah, we can't even like do tell you to get anything you're, you're pretty caught up you're pretty good you're pretty good at your fluids kid and i was like yeah great do that oil and let's go like Velveline is is good for a quick oil change for sure but like they they got me with an engine wash and a new air filter last time i was there i spent like a hundred something bucks i uh they got me bro the air filter is usually their go-to it's about 21 dollars. it's their go-to the engine wash is different i did an engine wash when i actually needed it though and it made a good difference i actually may have needed it like that's the thing is that i'm never 100 percent like the filter i think i actually might have needed because the one i had was legitimately very dark you know what i mean like it yeah. comes white and it looked kind of shot a lot of the times you can do your own air filter. Those are usually pretty easy to do, but they'll just do it for you. I mean, my buddy who's a mechanic was telling me that they might not have even been showing me my filter. They right. might have just had a dirty one in the back that they I just don't showed think me. That, that that's fraud. Like I don't know if Valvoline's mm-hmm. doing that, but there are mechanics out there. I don't, you know, and there shady, are shady bro mechanic chains out there that are shady. At Monroe Muffler. At, oh my god, I hate Monroe. At uh, wait, there's more. Value. Mm-hmm. It's the same sign as Monroe. What's the basically. what's the tire one? It's like tires in the name or something. Mavis tires? No, they're good. No, they're good. No, yeah, Mavis good. is good. Mavis is good. I'm trying to. Th- I don't Goodyear know. tire? No. Yeah. Goodyear? They're Maybe. pretty big. I don't no, know. I don't Monroe's know. the one that really fucked annoyed me. I went to a uh, here's a scam that almost got pulled on me for about six seven hundred bucks the other day. I took my Altima. I have an 09 Altima. Took it in uh, for inspection because it was it was up, and I'm about to sell the car anyways. So it times up perfectly. I took it to a dealership, a Nissan dealership. Yeah. First mistake. That is a big mistake. But I did it because my cousin works there, a distant cousin that's not even blood. But my dad told me to take it. I was like, whatever. Me being baked that morning and just going through the motions and not thinking about it, didn't like call and say, hey, I'm looking for this guy. Right. I just like called and made the appointment and brought the car in. Like I didn't. I didn't check the box like, hey, make sure he knows that I'm coming in. Right, right, right. So I get to call, hey, your tie rod is uh, loose. Mm. It's going to be about 600 to replace. Whoa. 100. Um, labor? No, the six was with labor. 100 for uh, a realignment because you got to do that when you replace this tie rod. And I was like, oh, my God, it's a legitimate thing that's not a small thing really once you get above a couple hundred once you get past like two three hundred yeah it's a legitimate repair it's a lot man so i'm like all right let me call who i normally take it to for repairs and just get a quote and he's like all right word i i call my dad immediately and let him know first because he is my connection to the repair guy that i usually go to yeah he's he just knows all that shit you know what i mean right, right, he's right. just the resource of knowledge he goes well did your cousin look at it i go ah shit no i forgot he calls my cousin cousin looks at it he goes slaps sticker on it goes yeah it'll be 20 bucks your tie rod's good for at least another year dude you're fine it's just a little loose the dude tried to fucking scam me for all that cash on something that's good for tens of thousands of miles more yeah um are you kidding me is that the individual going i could really pull one over on this kid or is that him being like uh 
According he to was this going, he was going to fail me. He was going to fail me on my New York State inspection for something that, and I looked it up. You can't fail me for. Oh, you looked it up, and they, yeah, the tie ride. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There it has uh, to be broken. It I'm can't sure just be loose. That people who listen to this podcast or people in general have like their mechanic that will just slap a sticker on. Those are as well. They get business that way as well. And that's not even. I didn't even want a sticker for no reason. I wanted it to be legitimately inspected because I'm selling the car to a very good friend of mine. Like maybe this week. So I want to make sure I'm selling him a good car. And I know it's super low miles. Like, I should be fine. Yeah. But now that I've had my cousin look through it, I feel a lot more confident that it's not only thoroughly inspected, but also that the tie rod is manageable and won't need to be taken care of for a while. At the end of the day, make better decisions in your cars. Like, um, and Don't and, buy into the clout system of cars. And don't buy into oh, the interest system sucks too. You're going to end up or don't lease either. If you do not own your vehicle... You're not free. I would say if you want to, if you do have your heart set on a really expensive vehicle, like a new vehicle, I would say the best way to go about it is lease and then buy. Lease and then buy. If you really are dead set on a new vehicle, yeah, you're going to pay a value, lot of interest over the years, though. Because again, your lease is going to be four to six years. Right. But when you go to buy out what you haven't paid, right. it's going to be based off the value of the car at that moment not at the moment when you drive it off the lot so the car is worth like 15 grand less already sure so like you're not gonna you're gonna end up paying pretty much what you would have but you get three years to start of way cheaper payments basically and the biggest biggest draw for lease is that you get to trade in a lot of the time but sure you get a trade in you get in uh, you get a trade in you get lower payments on a nicer car you just don't own anything, and you can't do you, anything. You can't car. own anything. You have to bring it to where they they tell you to bring it for repairs. Have to. And you don't get like when I want when when I go to buy, buy my next car, I'm gonna have the money from selling my previous car. Right. At least, well, you won't have that. You right. just gotta hope that wherever you're at has zero down or like only a couple thousand with lease down. Is that the the a lot of people are getting approved for leases are the same people who are living paycheck per month salary month salary, and they're using all these monies and they have nothing to save. So when the lease car breaks down or whatever, and you need to buy out of your lease or you need to pay whatever that month, well, now not only do you have to pay the money, now you're out of a car. Now you got to get to work. Now you're spending money on transportation. So it's a trap. It really is. You buy your car outright. Yeah, you deal with some, maybe a couple small mechanical issues, maybe a couple small cosmetic issues, but you're young and you own the car. And in the long run, you're saving money. And that's my opinion. And I think it's a good one. And I think that, 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 if everybody has something that can access the internet, legitimately just like be better at viewing cars. Someone should develop uh, uh, something that you can plug into like the the computer of a car that you're looking at. Oh, the and it'll CPU? show to your phone like everything that might, you know, pop up on it. Accidents, but, uh, resets, flash, yeah, all that. But, uh, you know, I guess we're not there yet. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that mechanics can... You can also just buy a car go- a car scanner. For yeah. pretty cheap, actually, and plug it into your own car. Like, if you're worried that mechanics are scamming you, you can go online and buy a little handheld computer that plugs into your CPU or whatever it is, and it'll tell you why that light's on. And then you can go to the mechanic because sometimes it'll give, it'll give you the error code, and then you look up what the, the error, error code, code means. Um, but because sometimes mechanics charge finder's fee, well, we had to find the problem first, and, and it they, took us three hours because oh. we're fucking idiots. And you're like, hmm, okay. So if you go in there knowing what's wrong, then a lot of the times it's uh, it wor- it's better for you. Yeah. It's it's good to just find a highly recommended mechanic that's just always going to do the game. And a lot of them are non-chain 
Family Guys or like my I'd argue that guys. that's the only people I would take yeah. car, a car to for like repairs like that is people who are working for themselves. I only take my car outside of my mechanic and if I'm doing like something simple, oil change, tire rotation, tire whatever, tire uh, tire switch. Um, but either way, that being said, we're going to move past cars here. We've had a good fruitful discussion about it. It's a, it's a cultural element, I'd say. And go to um, Saltiest of the Week. Um Mine, I'll just go. Mine is, uh, well, there's a couple good ones this week, uh, but mine is that this Smallville actor, Allison, um, Allison Mack, I guess her name is, uh, she pled guilty and is getting like 40 years or some some crazy number in jail for the Nexium cult, and it's like a sex, it's like a high, high uh, level of society, like wealthy people are buying into this cult, and it's like a sex cult. Like she recruited girls to essentially help this leader guy and they have this um, brand have on them and they get branded and there's a lot of weird things going on she's she's probably pretty salty i mean because people go into cults thinking that it's the greatest that it's a self-help thing that they're not nefarious and they end up being nefarious and so but they're all i mean it's all weird i plan on having the first non-nefarious cult but let me tell you i don't think people will even give it the name of a cult because of that i think that's the level of well, negativity associated yeah, with the term. culture has taken over it and oh, yeah. now if you say cult it is not good and actually, i mean was it at one point no i don't think it was ever cults a good thing. are like classified as like fringe like marginal they take so what would the name of values. a good cult be a just, good, uh, it would just be like a following like okay people make the argument all the time perfect example is scientology a cult or is it not 100 percent no doubt in my mind. Aspects of it, very cult-like. There's the indoctrination. There's the uh, kid, you know, alleged kidnapping. Keep, keeping people against their will and, like, forcing them into things, will. using their careers, um, leverage against them. Like, right. illegal now, things are occurring in that church. also do this. Real religion. It no, it's also, I'd say it's also a religion. It's both. Now, the reason a cult is a cult. It's a religious cult. Is because it has a charismatic leader. It has usually a small following. not Usually not too big, but it has this, like, charismatic leader that is seen as, like, the final say he's whatever he is you gotta have word. a supreme level of authority right and, in, in uh, one of those for something so for a set of ideas so extreme to exist and stay together and not crumble you need one driving force you can't have oh, yeah. a committee and you need to be they manipulate and they're good at it at what they do and manipulating people to uh, believe in what they're saying and eventually people could do bad things because of it she broke the law she recruited girls for this sex like sex aspect of the cult what's wait hold on. i'm trying to figure out exactly what's illegal here were they of age um because people are allowed to have sex not against their will but let me uh let me they were recruited up. so this so they were raped or they were like not consent they were non-consenting uh like i'm trying to like what, what was, was the accused of recruiting thing? sex slaves to an oh. alleged sex cult called Nexium. She entered a plea of guilt to racketeer and racketeering. Okay, so she so she would convince them, hey, we got some great orgies going on. You should come to this address, blah, blah, blah. They show up, they get fucking tied up and chained up, and boom, that's their life. It's not even like a tied and chained up thing, so much so as it, you can't leave, you're having sex with this, the leader guy, um, period. Like, that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, sex slavery. Um, that's horrible. That's against the law. She believed it was the right thing to do based on her brainwashing of the cult probably but she's how, salty but brainwashing yes i think it can only really that, happen to people that have no foundation of what reality is to you begin would with think that's a again a cultural term that has a lot of stigma you would think there there's a cult other than that you're just playing into it you're just going okay there's a cult called um 
something the something brothers i don't know but they are a cult where they just travel around they squat and the 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 guy is not even present with a lot of the groups around the country that are following this cult it's like a very um decentralized cult because he's worried he'll get arrested and they're they truly believe the lifestyle they live you know like women are subservient men just grow beards like like they just forage for food like in dumpsters they that is as old school that is you have to live that life or you're going to be punished in by God, by in hell or whatever. And he's not even, the, their leader is not even present. It, he just has, it's so weird. Some of them get real weird. Some of them, brainwashing is a term that you think like I'm a zombie with no will. They still have their free will. They just believe they should use their free will in to the interest, serve, to this serve one the interests of the cult because they believe the entity is God or they believe whatever. Weird. When you get that level of loyalty is when you really start accomplishing crazy things. But uh, the, the thing that, uh, just a quote from Forbes, um, they said that students pay up to $10,000, this is the Nexium cult, for five days of lectures and intense emotional probing in daily 13-hour cram sessions. They remove their shoes from class, they learn handshakes, yada, yada. When a higher-ranking student enters the room, they must stand to show respect. Like, it's weird. Like, they're, they're, that's how you brainwash. Like, these little things you keep doing daily. Um, you know what it really all sounds like? Military. Yeah. I mean, then military and cult use. That whole everybody's to stand up when the higher rank walks in the yeah. room. First thing I thought of was sergeant walks in the room, everybody salutes, and he has to say at ease. In traditional, that was the first thing I thought of. In traditional Christian schools, when the priest enters the classroom, that's what you do. When we got a new priest at the school I went to, he reinstituted that. Wait, at Joe's or at middle at, school? At uh, middle school. He reinstituted that. He enters the room. We stand up. That's weird. S- scary. Scary. He's a good guy, but it's weird. Wait, that's so strange. It's just, he's just for that super... to be not no to be bleh, for that to no longer be in practice at the school, and then him be like, "No, I need you to." Make sure you know exactly what the fuck is going on. Yeah, he was you need weird. to stand the fuck up I mean, when I enter the room. It was very just traditional, but uh, either I way, like she's uh, she's super salty. Did you have one or did you just my salty is the Antonio Brown Juju Smith Schuster oh, right, right, right. situation right, as a right, whole? Right. I would say mostly a B because uh, he's a little bitch. Um, <laughs> he has been wilding lately, dude. The blonde mustache is the least of his problems right now, and that's a major problem for pretty much everybody else. You know what I mean? If you had a blonde mustache and you're not blonde. I'd be like, you're going through something. I was blonde. But, but his life is so dog shit when it comes to how he interacts with people that that is the least of his concerns. It's just not even. So him and Juju Smith-Schuster were both wide receivers for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Backstory. Both two of the best in the league. AB probably top two, top three in the league. Juju like top eight for sure, I'd say. Right? Yeah. So, something like that. Yeah. Um, Juju was given MVP of the team. For twenty for the last season, because AB AB didn't even like play. He was, I forget the number of snaps he ended up on the field, if any, because um, he was holding out for the contract bullshit. Him being a prima donna, right. et cetera, et cetera. Um, his response, Antonio Brown's response to Juju, uh, getting that was, let me find this. After earlier in the day, he had said, "Keep your emotions off the internet." He then tweeted. Emotion ellipse. <laughs> Boy fumbled the whole postseason in the biggest game of the year! Exclamation point. Everyone went blind to busy making guys famous. Not enough reality these days. So he just calls out his boy. Just goes, What the fuck? How is the MVP? Blah, blah, blah. 
immediately, Juju tweets, where is it? Keep your emotions off the internet. And then, after that, all I ever did was show the man love and respect, blah, blah, blah. He, Juju approaches it like a man. And is like, what the fuck? Like someone dealing with like this. Yeah. Like not getting emotional. Right. Getting like, why are you doing this? Like, what is your problem? Blah, blah, blah. Then, after everybody's like, yo, fuck Antonio Brown. You're being such a bitch. Blah, blah, blah. After he's already like lost the battle to most people, he then ruins it even further by today continuing it posting a screenshot of a dm that juju sent him uh when he was in college at usc saying like what's up ab i'm a receiver for usc i appreciate all of your work you're a great man on and off the field you have any tips tell me to get to the next level thanks man ak and ab post that and then underneath it puts like mic drop onto the next one as if he's not proving yeah. in that post that, that juju is 10 times the man he will ever be yeah right then and there he just, I don't understand what he thought fans would get I don't from know. seeing I that don't, screenshot. I think that he needs to... Uh, like, what the fuck? This is what happens when like a human's ego gets too big. He's like the Kanye of the of the game right now. I guess he yeah, had for football, I guess. He's doing a lot of I'd say of Stephen weird, A. Smith is a little yeah. more Kanye-ish just because he's... Yeah, but he's, he's outside of the <laughs> league. Like, yeah. He's not. Yeah. Um, Stephen A. Smith is... I, I cannot believe how people go from... Fuck Stephen A. Smith. He's one of the worst reporters on ESPN. I never thought that. People, so many. I'm, I'm not saying I believe that. I'm saying I do think he's. Actually, I'm not gonna say fuck Stephen A. Smith, but I do believe he's one of the most inaccurate. I think that like I don't I don't like him because of his sports opinion. I like him because he sticks to his because opinion. It, and because of his animation and because of his animation. Right. Absolutely. And he's extremely entertaining. He's Nobody can deny that. I will watch him on ESPN until the day I die. That is not the issue. The issue is. People saying that he's so talented for what he does because of the amount of hustle he put in when he was younger, pulling like 12-hour days at radio right, stations. Right, 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 right. Great. I love that. Love hustle. Big into those up-and-comer stories. You know what I mean? But stop but. saying that he's this insane, amazing, talented reporter when so... Uh, there used to be tweet montages of all the predictions that he had wrong. Yeah, you remember those? Do you not hard. remember those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I he was so nothing for him is ever like, hey, I think LeBron has this slight edge over this player in this thing. It's I think that this per it's it's the most extreme view he can take, which I get is to be more entertaining, but he also embarrasses himself constantly. And I hate that we all went from making fun of him to riding his dick when, I he, think, when he got uh, this new this new uh deal. I think that he like, can we be real people. Part of his job is to make these predictions that and a lot of them are gonna go wrong. A lot of them are not gonna miss. That's sports. That's sports. Right, whatever. But uh saying someone's gonna win the Super Bowl is one thing, but like saying somebody's a career is done because they're like lazy or something is another thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like him still just because he stuck to his guns. I like He also him. calls out players like they're his buddies. Yeah. He'll call somebody like lazy and say but then like get like calling an athlete lazy during a play is one thing, but like he'll say like you this whole like he'll make big statements about a player's character, and it's but yeah. it's people he knows, yeah. So it's like more fucked up. Does that make sense? Yeah, I it's guess like he's like taking legitimate shots at people he knows in his personal life. I guess life. with this new deal, with this new kind of found fame, I guess it's he's always been kind of in the spotlight for. for he's always been casting, controversial. Well, it'll be his test. If he oversteps, he'll know it. Um, 
Yeah. In regards to the AB and Juju Schuster thing, I don't know what to think of AB. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he's been like on lately. Like what? What has got you him so right? He's had too much of a level of clout. He realized he was one of the best receivers to ever play the game, and he should have never realized that if he wanted his mental to be where it should be. You know what I mean? He destroyed his mentality. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. It went to his head. It's over. Um, like I'm sure his play might still be there, but his mental health off the field and his his day to day life being normal again is probably just gone. Through any relationship that he has with his players like you need a good relationship let's say a receiver quarterback and now he's he's has as at risk for damaging that and just people thinking oh there's no way the locker room likes him there's no the the, the raiders locker room oh dude at one point he was like everybody stop complaining go buy my new raiders jersey like <sighs> shut the fuck up bro like damn i think he's trying to bring this whole notion of like Rap beef is popular, so now I'm going to make NFL beef popular. Negativity. Negativity. Kevin Hart was just talking about this on Joe Rogan. Negativity, negativity is what is popular. The cult of negativity. The sad boy music. The, I don't know, man. Sad the, boy music is always popular. propagation of beef, all that shit. Stupid. Well, um, we should move on to community tries here. We should. Um, mine is simple, and it'll be quick. Because um, I didn't really do much this weekend, tries wise, but uh, I did make a GIF or a GIF. It's actually GIF online. Should be a GIF. Whatever. It's not. Continue. It's GIF. It's fine. But uh, I made one of Mike Dick- Mike Ditka. Mike fucking Ditka throwing his clipboard to the ground and kicking and screaming because I was playing Apex with my friends and and sometimes we get close to winning a lot. We we win, but we a lot of situations I've been in where we're just not paying attention. We're just goofing around. We get close to winning and then we just like just can't. And uh, so the scene where he wants to win, he says he wants to win a soccer game. The whole scene is Will Ferrell, like they're cheering on the team they just beat, these this kid's soccer team. And Will Ferrell's like, oh, that's nice. He's like, what's nice about it? He's like, they're just showing their appreciation. And he said, forget the appreciation. I want to win a soccer game. <laughs> and uh, it was just funny to me. And uh, so Dude, make, make I have a, a signed picture framed of from Mike, Mike Ditka. Ditka. Listen, to get out of here. To my great grandfather. Right, whose name was Jack Peroni, right? So it says like, dear. It's a letter underneath a picture of him, and it's so old that the picture has made it as like turned blue, kind of like has oh, a, really? the whole thing is a blue hue to it because it's like from I don't know forty years ago or some shit, thirty years. That's ago. That's wild. And it's it was when my great grandfather was in the hospital sick, and he was a huge Ditka fan, and so somebody in my family wrote to Ditka said he's a huge fan, he's sick, blah blah blah. It'd be great if you could do something. So he says this nice letter, hope saying, "Hope he feels better." Blah blah blah. And it's like to me, it looks like it's a, it's crazy. It's <laughs> That's crazy. That's why I didn't know you had a mic dick to think. Yeah, my oh, friend, the frame sense. of it's broken from my college roommate. But uh, I'll, I'll get it fixed one day. I gotta find it. I don't know where that. I is. mean, as long as you have the letter with it, it's authentic. Yeah, you know, authentic. the letter and the picture are what matters. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's that's mine. You can also check out Duck Twitter accounts. I like Duck Twitter accounts. You've been retweeting Duck Twitter accounts for a long time. Yeah, I, I dig it. I dig it. My, well, my duck of the day account got. Um, I don't know where that went. So somebody, uh, somebody. Yo, I, they out. did die. But there's another one. Um, my <laughs> there's another one. My don't GF worry. sent me a, a, another one. Your what? Uh, my my GF. <laughs> what does that make you laugh for? That I just didn't like it. I just didn't like the way you said that. <laughs> okay, I'll take note. Um, she sent me a new account that was like DM me a new account that's ducks. My, my so I was like, oh, this is I appreciate this. Now I got ducks. I'm seriously considering getting a duck. Seriously, at the new crib? I've looked into it. I'm, I mean, you know, I'm down. I bet Peter's down. If I could train a duck, 
It'd be insane. Wait, how is a duck going to survive the winter? Inside. You want to raise a duck in our one floor no, apartment? I'll raise it. It'll it'll be fine. Like it'll have its roosting house, and like it'll where? roost there. I'll build one. I'm saying, where in the house? So, anyway, we have one mind. floor of an apartment. Yeah. What do you What do you want to do? John, John, John. We'll, we'll figure it out when it we happen. get there. We'll well, figure it out. I already when we get bought there. it. It's already. I'm keeping it in your room. <laughs> uh, I get to name him then. No, it's I'm naming him Reptile, Reptar, Carlisle, possibly Tyrone. I haven't decided yet. Only Reptar would be. Is it Reptar or something Italian? Only option. <laughs> Either Reptar or something Italian. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's but yeah, duck, uh, duck Twitter accounts. Um, that's that's my choice. John tries. Community tries. A used car. <laughs> that's how we got on oh, in the yeah. first place. Was I that. guess we can just use yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. Don't buy a used car. Try or nah, buy Don't a buy a new car. car. Try a used car, baby. That's, um, that's a, it's all a scam if you do the research you it takes i've been looking f- at trying to get a new car for the last eight months i'd say maybe more by new i just mean new to me um and i've been bouncing back and forth between brand to brand type of car to type to car it's all bullshit it's yeah. all way too expensive buy used yeah that's it that's it buy used that's good um all right, uh, this has been Pass Assault episode 16. As always, find us on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere else podcasts are uh, generally listened to. Um, you can follow the account at CommunityFry716, I believe. or Yeah. And um, follow uh, us individually at Max underscore Cambria on most social media and at John underscore Peroni and I before the E and after the n or something like that <laughs> an h and, an h and john and then an i an yeah, i before the sure. e um jesus you know uh subscribe to this podcast comment let us know what you think five star review uh, please it's so easy come at us they won't Tell let us. they won't make you write anything if you just rate us five stars and subscribe share I promise share press that retweet button press it um nobody else has you know and and let and come at us tell us we're wrong tell us you you should buy a new car tell us that I want to. I want to hear your feedback, even if it's hate feedback. Let them know. Um, all right, this is uh, this has been past salt. Oh, also, our intro music is created by uh, at Peter underscore Klein on Twitter. I don't know if it's Instagram's the same. I should start giving him credit for that because I. I didn't even know that was him this whole haven't. time. Um, I just forgot to. But yeah, that's him. Um, so check that out.